How much time do you spend working on you? What kind of investment have you made in you? Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You want something, go get it. Period. Hi, I'm Brandon Turton. And I'm Kyle Turton. Welcome to Tart Mates Podcast. So Kyle, we welcome in a massive guest today, Harish, probably one of our tightest friends, I would say, Kyle. I would certainly agree with that one. Welcome, Harish. How you doing? Yeah, good. How's going? I am yeah, doing excellent. Very well. How are you? Uh, yeah, no, getting there. <laughs> getting there. Um, good to see you, boys. I haven't seen you guys in a little while. Um, yeah, a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. I probably haven't seen you in a month or so. Yeah, I think Kyle came over to my house a few weeks mm. ago, which is What are you nice. been up to today? Ah, uh, so today um, we went on a... Uh, like a fundraising walk yeah um, yeah for so with this company Tuco um, who which you know helped me during my um, you know treatment and all that um, yep. so there was a girl uh, her name's Tess uh, that I actually met during my chemo uh, at Peter Mac like really early on which was like nice because like I haven't really seen anyone my age at Peter Max, so she's one year younger than me, so it was nice to see someone, you know, my age and I can sort of, you know... Relate to. Relate to, yeah. Mm. Um, so she's um, unfortunately being diagnosed with incurable cancer. Um, so she has osteosarcoma, um, which is, yeah, bone cancer. So just to reiterate that's exactly what you had as well that well yeah so i i was diagnosed with ewing sarcoma which is slightly rarer to um what she had which was bone cancer okay um yeah so she had a really like rough time um she had it in her leg and um the only way around it was to amputate um which is you know really yeah. tough like you know someone you know our age yeah going through that mm. um i couldn't imagine and she I mean, had to you know go through the whole process of learning how to walk again mm. with a pro- uh, prosthetic yeah leg in that um so yeah we went for a walk today to do a bit of a fundraiser yeah with mm-hmm. Tuco for her um and yeah it was good to see her today which is um and she's you know real positive and good to see how bubbly she is and yeah yeah, like you know you know in what she got handed to her Mm. she's really dealt with it pretty well Mm. yeah i Um, think yeah yeah. it does it shows a lot in the individual that's you know going through it yeah and they continue to stay positive um but i guess like in your situation as well that was noticeable with you yeah because like with your family they were pretty devastated and they took it pretty hard yeah. as well yeah whereas you were the one that could determine how you felt and yeah like when yeah. we had conversations together you that's what you said to me and yeah um you ultimately said that you know you're the one going through it and you're going pretty well yeah so like um obviously your family's gonna cop it pretty hard you know mm. what I mean? like mm. um and yeah like how i went about it was like you know i'm happy it's happening to me out of any like anyone in my family um because i don't think i could have handled it if it was the other way around Mm -hmm. um like seeing say like my sister or my brother sick like that Mm -hmm. um which is weird to say because like like me it happening to me 
I was like, I'm in control. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in control of what's happening, and mm. um, I felt like I was pretty positive throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, which is really, really good yeah. because a lot of people probably wouldn't be like that. Yeah, and um, I, they probably sort of sometimes maybe go into that victim mindset. Like, yeah. oh, why has this happened to me? Yeah, and like, but, I'm not yeah, going to so say that that didn't happen. Like, yeah. Mm. The first couple of months, I was probably at my worst, and I had that you know victim mentality of like, oh, like why is this happening to me, and like that sort of thing. Um, but once I got my head around it and um, had a few conversations with people. Um, you know, some people that like had cancer went through cancer and that. Yeah. Um, and that sort of helped me build my head around it and like how to go about it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty big uh, story that well thing that you've gone through, but I, I'd like to take it back to the start, like yeah. where it all sort of began. I know it was around the time maybe Kyle's actual 21st birthday. Yeah, so... Mm. Um, um, where you were feeling some dis- discomfort in yeah. your shoulder or something like that. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, like, um, it was sort of during COVID and, um, like, gyms weren't open and that, and because um, footy pre-season was coming up. Um, this is when, like, it was, like, sort of open, but not. Like, there's still restrictions in yeah. place and stuff. Mm. So, like, I'd, I sort of wanted to get fit for footy, um, and, yeah, I was just at home doing, like, peck flies, like, in my room, and, like, one of my reps, I heard, like, a slight pop in my shoulder, and I didn't think anything of it, I was like, oh, like, it's nothing, like, just a little bit of pain, and mm. it wasn't, like, an over-the-top pain, it was just like, oh, you know, like, when you hurt yourself, like... Mm. You know, during 40 or something. You don't really like think much of it. Yeah. It's very minor. Sort of thinking maybe, oh, it's probably because like, I haven't done it in a yeah, while. Yeah. Like my it's a bit of stiffness. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, um, yeah, like I left that alone. I didn't think anything of it. And lucky with my work. Um, obviously, I do carpentry. Mm. And I'm right handed. So I'm like using my hands like all, like, all day. And, um, after a while, like I struggled to use my right hand over my head, like with my nail gun and stuff. Yeah. And like I still didn't really like didn't really click. Like I was like, oh, it's just it's sh- like so like sore shoulder. Like, range of movement was starting. Like to restricting, like, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, and like even the strength of it. Yeah. And like I don't know, it's just like something a lot of people do is just brush it off <laughs> like it's nothing. Like yeah. it'll get better. And lucky for me, like in my line of work I could notice it becoming worse and worse mm-hmm. and then obviously footy pre-season was coming up and that really pushed me to get checked yeah so on that Monday um, of the first pre-season session um, I got a scan so I actually first went to a physio that my mate um, referred me to. yeah referred me to and um, she checked it out and I did one session with her. She gave me some exercises and then went and saw her the second time. And lucky for me, like, she was like, I don't know what this is. Like, you need to get a scan because I'm not sure what this is. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, a lot of physios, like, not to be... I think they know. What yeah, they're, like, they're and not to be, like, rude or anything, but they like to get the people to come, keep coming back yeah. and giving yeah. exercises. Mm. Whereas, like, she told me straight away, like, I don't know what this is. You need to get yeah. a check. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's one good thing about really good physios. They, yeah. they won't stuff you around. They'll go, yeah. bang, let's go MRI. If they don't know what it is, yeah. like, yeah. which is what you're supposed to come about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was lucky enough to have her. Um, and yeah, we thanked her. Like my mum, you know, obviously she knew how, how I went and saw her. And mum went and thanked her because like, she could have stuffed me around for a few weeks and that could have delayed, you know, yeah. mm. what happened. Yeah. yeah. So from there... Uh, the physio would have seen the results and then they referred you to a doctor. So, um, my, when I did the scans, um, it actually went straight to my GP. Yeah. Mm. So I didn't go to the physio. Okay. And yeah, my GP's sort of a family friend. So, which is hard. Like, so she rang me. She's like, um, can you come in? Um, I've got your results. Or can you come in with your mum? And I'm like, Oh, mum's at work. Um, dad's here though, but I'll bring him. And like, I like oblivious to the fact that I was just like, there's nothing wrong. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why she's asking, you know, a parent to come, but mm. um, I was just expecting like a torn muscle or something like that. Mm. Yeah. And not gonna lie to you, I still can't really remember how that conversation went because it's just like a bit of a blur, like. Yeah, would have been a shock to the yeah, system. Yeah, like, I, I honestly don't remember mm. being yeah, in yeah. there. Like, all I remember was sort of being at home um, after finding out. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I rang you. Mm. Uh, pretty sure I rang you and Ben. Yeah, um, you would, yeah or sent a message. To yeah, us, something yeah. like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, what was that message? Just Oh, so, uh, before that, actually, I rang my boss because I didn't... I, I think I went home early to do a scan, that yeah. scan. Okay. And um, yeah, I rang my boss, um, and he was coming home from work, from like down the beach. And I told him like flat out that like I might have bone cancer. Like it's all like it's not confirmed, but mm. scans show that's, that it looks like something. Okay. And um, yeah, he told me. That, that yeah like hit him pretty hard like mm. he said that he was like real emotional on the way to my house um didn't know what to say when he got there and mm. like obviously like you know like what what do you say like it's a bit hard yeah well yeah. like it's the same for me like yeah. you're trying to understand what's yeah. happening and you want to be positive as, as, well, as well towards you yeah and he like well, deep down you think really... of it all it's these. really the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. From, from that point where you were then. Like, yeah. No one really knows what, what exactly going, is going to happen. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. a confirmed thing, but it was like, it looks like it. Yeah. And this was around Kyle's 21st in November. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I said. So I messaged you and said, um, I'm not sure if I'm like able to come. And like I had just got this news brought mm-hmm. up to me and all that thing. I said like it wasn't confirmed, but this is what yeah. Was yeah said. So a massive sort of shock to the system. Like yeah. no one would have seen something like that coming no. out of the blue. Yeah. So you've been sort of roughly diagnosed. I know you've probably got it confirmed later on. Yeah. But from there, uh, they've set you up with some type of treatment to get over the cancer. Can you tell us about that as well? Yeah. So um, I had two weeks of um, the unknown which is yeah. probably one of the hardest few weeks like yeah because i'm just like you know like what, what's going on like it, 
that two weeks genuinely didn't feel real. Like, yeah. What's the I unknown? Just, you, the doctors, like, different opinions, second yeah, opinions. Well, um, at that point, I went and I went to Saint Vincent's to do scans, mm. and um, I was just like waiting on the confirmation of what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in my head, I'm like, it's not like. Like it's just you know. Like you're hoping for the best. Yeah, and like this is when I went came down to, I uh, went down to Albury to, for Carl's birthday, and, and at that time like, it was good to be around mates because it got my head like, like I wasn't really thinking of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like on the way back, um, the next day, is when I got the the call from my surgeon, and he confirmed that it was. Osteosarcoma, uh, osteosarcoma um, and then Ewing sarcoma, which is a slightly rarer bone cancer. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it was a real quick process. Um, like I was probably probably a week or two, I was straight into chemo. Yeah. And um, how did chemo look? What was what was the routines for you? The cycles mm, that were involved. The plan. That yeah. Was sort of structured you with. Yeah. So the plan was. 14 um, sessions of chemo, um, seven, so seven of each. There was two types of chemo. So there was, uh, I forgot the drugs, but they're real. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're real. Yeah, they're real complicated. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't even pronounce them. But um, um, there was one of the sessions where it was a day session, yeah. um, which is all day from sort of nine o'clock to five o'clock. Um, of these two drugs all day um they access my port um a port's the it's like a um sort of a cannula that's in your skin they they do a procedure and put it in there and they hook it up to a big vein sort of in my neck yeah and it's close um, to your heart as well so it pumps it out yeah, yeah and um it's more for because when you go through chemo um, you sort of lose your veins mm. so it's hard to find your veins to inject and yeah. the ports are just an easier thing easy access yeah easy access probably going to be there for a long time yeah so. and, I'm, mm. and it's good sense, yeah. like I was happy to do it because I hated cannulas because like, my big good vein was like right here near mm. my elbow mm. and every time you have it there you can't bend your arm mm. so you can't physically reuse that arm yeah. so, I hate needles yeah oh <laughs> man the needles are copters yeah. I was almost immune to it after the whole, like I just didn't care yeah put another one in yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, but yeah. obviously like with chemo as well like mm. it, it does take a toll doesn't it like yeah. you're drained mentally physically like your body's mm. like it's really it's potent it's, it's basically a poison it, isn't it yeah, going yeah. Into your body to it's, kill off a lot of yeah. cells I, i'm not a you know, <laughs> yeah. doctor or anything myself, <laughs> yeah. but i know like the rough well, terms yeah how, um, how bad it made you feel as well yeah like it's it's weird to say because chemo saves your life but the actual chemo treatment is like killing your body yeah. like so yeah like i've um yeah had some real lows as in physically um and that was probably midpoint during my chemo um physically as in like you felt just no energy yeah and like i was so i was like really pale like yeah. almost yellow um because all my like i just 
Mm. I had no right. blood. My blood count was really low. And, mm. um, no energy at all. And this was like during summer. And I've had, yeah, like a few times where I was in the shower. Um, like I don't shower like real hot, but like it was warm water. Mm. And because of my low blood count, I passed out like in the shower. Mm. And that was one of my, yeah, that was one of my, like I had a few down points. Yeah. yeah, I had a few times where that happened, um, and that so like I couldn't really have a shower without telling anyone after that. Yeah, um, and I got put, a chair put in there, <laughs> so like you know just in case I felt dizzy, yeah. I could sit down. Yeah. Um, what about mentally? What mentally? Like, yeah. Like, how are you feeling? I can't lie to you. It's like I was like as I said like the very start like mentally I wasn't good mm. like. Just, so did you find yourself sort of maybe putting on a brave face at times? But yeah, you well, I really definitely did. And saying like, what, how you or how I really felt, yeah. yeah. And I was sort of thinking negative. Like negative. Um, what sort of negative though? Like we oh, can say like, we have negative thoughts. But yeah, what like just like the thoughts, you know, the worst why, outcomes. Yeah, like why is it happening to me? Um, like, am I going to get through this? That sort mm, of thing. Yeah. But. Um, I can't actually pinpoint the actual time of when, like, I had that shift. Yeah. Of, like, my mentality. Mm. All um, of a sudden sort of clicked and yeah. something changed in your mindset. And that, like, it shows, like, how, like, how much it can change your life when you have a positive, like, mindset. Yeah. Like, I could feel, like, from when I was negative to when I started becoming positive, like, in my mind. I was getting through my chemo easier yeah, and it felt quicker like because mentally I'm like I'm okay yeah like obviously physically people will look at me and I'm like oh they you look really sick yeah because you've lost your hair yeah and I just look sick like no pale. eyebrows yeah and I, like I, I'm yellow like, yeah. like I look really sick but yeah. like, in my head I'm fine you like I'm my normal good. self yeah do you think and that switch sort of happened as you were getting closer to like the like the like, end, or you could see like the finishing was coming up? Like no, it was actually before. it was actually pretty early on. Like yeah. I reckon it was just after that real low point that I had when I was really sick. I lost like eight to nine kilos. Yeah, well, um, that's just because like I think the first few weeks I was fine. Like I kept my body weight. Hmm. And then, I don't know, after one of those chemo sessions, I got really, um, how do I say, like, sort of sick in my stomach, like, acid, like, acid reflux, and mm. I just struggled to eat, yeah. and, um, yeah, so I lost a lot of weight, and um, I think that's one, like, probably one of my lowest as well, like, physically, not yeah. mentally, but after that, um, I still can't remember how it changed, but I just, yeah. Do you think were you was your mindset changed due to wanting to do it for your family and friends or yeah, yourself and, or a combination of yeah, both you bringing that up sort of like triggered my memory but um it was more after so my footy club obviously knew about it because mm. um like i wasn't coming to training and yeah i had to tell them well i didn't tell them my my boss tom had to tell them mm. um so like them being like you know caring and loving club they set up a gofundme for me mm. um just to help out my family and like myself throughout um you know obviously because i'm not working that sort of thing 
Um, and that went viral. Mm. I guess you guys saw like just the amount of messages like I got from people. Like I didn't realize how many people actually like cared about me. Yeah. What was what I was going through, and that I think that's where my mind just changed. Yeah. And I was like, I need to do this. You know, for like yeah, like my friends and family. Yeah. And so like I just got so much support behind me. Yeah, that, that community getting around, around you, like me. your footy club really yeah. helped with your, your, my mental, your yeah. mental health, like yeah. mental well-being and everything like yeah. that, which yeah. which sort of shows like when, when other people get sick, you want to do the same thing for them as yeah. well, don't you? Yeah. Like what you've done today, yeah. which is like really good on, good on you for doing that. Yeah. But I know during the times that I came and visited you, you mm. always seemed super positive and mm. I, I would even think in my mind, wow, mm. uh, this guy's... <laughs> Like going yeah. through some hard stuff, yeah, and he's that positive. Like I'm like we're in lockdown, and I'm thinking, oh, this sucks. But geez, Harish is going through something else. Yeah, here. like mm. wow. So, <laughs> Why are you saying that? Like this is so so bad to say. <laughs> like I'm I'm quite happy that it was during COVID. <laughs> this is coming up. <laughs> I was happy. I'm happy that it was during COVID. I think we spoke about this. Yeah. Too. So like. I have, as you guys know, I have really bad FOMO. <laughs> and, um, like, it's bad to say because everyone was confident mentally. Mm. And during COVID, no one could do anything. Mm. And that sort of helped me mentally um, because I wasn't missing out on anything. Because mm. everyone is in the same position as me, yeah. stuck at home, not yeah. being able to do anything. No football. Nothing like everything. So if there was ever a time to like have to go uh, through something mate, like this, 100%. Was, you probably got <laughs> the best time. Best time, yeah. but yeah. obviously still would put it on. Yeah. Bit yeah, of a blessing. Yeah. So you went through your chemo and then the situation was, because we weren't fully sure how extensive the surgery was going to be. Yeah. So chemo is essentially reducing the cancer, getting it, yeah. reduced as much as possible yeah. and then with surgery what what was the situation there what they have to do yeah so sort of to backtrack i think we sort of skipped through the treatment part i think we sort of went sidetracked but mm. um yeah so i had 14 cycles of chemo mm. um yeah one session that was like um during the day uh one day yeah um and then i'll come back the next day for like an hour and that's one of my chemo regimes and then the second one, um, which was the hard one, I had five days in a row of just chemo and I had to stay overnight, so four nights and every day sort of goes for like 10 hours, mm. um, not the actual drugs. The drugs were probably all up an hour, maybe two hours. Mm. Um, that's the, the actual drug part because the drugs are so toxic, you need to do a lot of prehydration um, which is two hours of just saline water mm. uh, for me to go to the are toilet. You, are you that or is it no, just through, through my port. Ah, through port. Yeah, and then uh, they give me a bit of um, steroids and some protection, uh, drug protection, and then they gave me the chemo, which goes for an hour and then like half an hour after that. And then after that, it's like four hour bags of um, saline just to flush everything out. Yeah. So, yeah, like the most of the time I'm there, I'm just hooked up to a to a thing, and um, yeah, like just hearing beeps nonstop, and <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and so, um, 
during my treatment early on, they added um, radiation. Yep. Um, which is essentially to target my area, which is my shoulder, down to my elbow. So That's where the cancer that was. Your, your humerus? Yeah, so humerus and shoulder joint. Okay. Um, and my humerus, it was like sort of all the way down to my elbow, like probably, yeah, like a couple of inches above my elbow. Yeah. Um, so it was a pretty big area. A massive area, yeah. Um, so they wanted to hit, hit that with radiation to shrink the actual tumour. Um, so I had five weeks of that. Um, funny to say that five weeks went real quick. Um, so um, Monday to Friday um, for five weeks, I'll go in to do a session. And that went quick because before then I had nothing to do. Like if I wasn't in Peter Mac, I was just at home. Yeah. Whereas when that radiation came, I had like a sort of a schedule and I had to go into um, Box Hill to do my radiation. So like every day I'm doing something. So the days went quick. Yeah. So that five weeks actually went quick, but um, the first three weeks, fine. Like it didn't really take a toll on me. And then the fourth week, because it's a targeting my shoulder, because um, of the skin folds in your armpit, it's really, it's just like, it's skin folds. So it's not like hard skin. Mm. Um, it got like sort of, think of a real bad sunburn that's like peeling and sort of infected like under my armpit. So it was really uncomfortable, like caused a bit of pain. It was um, quite nasty too. Yeah, like, yeah so I think I've, yeah, mm. I've shown you guys. Um, so that was pretty annoying. And so in that fourth week, I had to have a break before my last week because it was too bad. So they had to let that heal a little bit before they finish it off. Yeah. Um, and that lasted probably three weeks three to four weeks that um, sunburn sort of thing uh, under yeah. my armpit like, mm. took three to four weeks to heal yeah like and even then it was still lingering a little while um, surgery what? yeah so I finished chemo it's almost coming up to one year actually uh, July last year and then they gave me three I think three weeks to sort of recover heal yeah um, and then, yeah, I had my big surgery, which I didn't really know it was big at the very start of my chemo. Like, mm. I wasn't told. So, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll have a surgery and then I'll go back to normal life. Like, I'll be able to play footy and go back to work. And then as it, you know, started becoming closer to the date, they told me, like, this is what's going to happen. And um, so they had to cut my whole shoulder out, my whole shoulder joint, um, remove my whole humerus. Yeah. Um, because they want to get rid of like the whole infected area and then 10% more. So it doesn't spread. Yeah, so like just in case there's a little cell that it didn't pick up, mm. um, they take the whole uh, infected area from the very beginning, like with those scans, they take that area out plus 10% on either side just to be, you know, 99% sure cautious, yeah. of getting rid of, you know, every single part. Yeah. So they had, so they removed my whole humerus, 
whole so, uh, shoulder joint. So from your shoulder all the way down to your elbow. Yeah. Anyone who's wondering where your humerus is. Yeah. And what they replace it with? Yeah. So they replaced. So they were originally going to replace it with a bit of titanium, but because um, they were speaking to doctors in hmm. Canada and like just I reckon there was probably like thirty odd. I don't know, surgeons yeah, talking about it because like there's nothing really been done in Australia like this. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, so you're one of a kind. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so they they thought the best case scenario was to remove one of my fibulas and put it in there. Yeah. But then they changed that and they they changed it to taking both of my fibulas, right. which is a the smaller, thinner bone in your legs. Um, so they had to get rid of them and put that in my... Um, I mean, yeah, so... That's it's, now the humerus. Yeah, so that's humerus. my new humerus. So um, the two fibulas from both legs have sort of come <laughs> together to create... A, yeah, so they, they, put, they put next to each other side by side and at the bottom it's joined by like a little metal cleat and there's screws going everywhere. And yep. at the very top, there's like a metal metal cleat there it's quite amazing. connecting yeah and um they sort of did that as well to so that um my arm is not so my right arm's not shorter than my left okay so um it sort of looks you know a little bit normal and it's a bit easier to use and that sort of thing um and yeah how, how did you sort of feel when you sort of first found out that you sort of weren't going to be able to use your shoulder yeah like yeah as an old like how you were before. normally yeah. yeah um pretty upset um because obviously my normal life is footy and work yeah and that you know carpentry and you know how being able to lift things and you know and i'm right-handed which is a bit annoying <laughs> like yeah. um so like I don't think many people know, but um, once I found out about the surgery being big, I was looking into, you know, things to do after after surgery, like different line of work and that sort of thing, just to be, you know, just to have a plan B, you know, yeah. so I'm a bit prepared when, you know, just in case I couldn't go into work, like into carpentry again, like mm. I knew, so I had a, you know, bit of a, you know, yeah, plan B, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, say, like, yeah, so, which is important to sort of think of other options. Yeah, because, I didn't want to be stuck for yeah. a few months not knowing what I wanted to do, so I wanted to get on top of that, and Peter Mac helped me through that, that I had like a, um, sort of like a counsellor sort of thing, I don't really know the word, but she helped me through it, um, went through my interests and that sort of thing, and mm. so I had a few options under my belt, um, because surgeons doctors and stuff sort of have to give you the worst case scenario because mm. um, I don't know what's going to happen after surgery like they don't know how I'm going to heal how the surgery is going to go mm. so they have to sort of tell me the worst case scenario is in you know you're not going to have that much movement and you won't be able to lift heavy like with your right arm so like in my head I'm like oh like I'm not going to be able to go back to work mm that's why I had to do a bit of plan B and that sort of thing yeah which is really good that you sort of had the mindset able to I am not going to be able to do this yeah. if I really have to I'll move Change. on to something new yeah that you can actually do yeah. but 
it turns out that you've actually been able to yeah um, which shows like you know people tell you what you can do yeah. like some people tell you what you can do but you don't actually know until you do it mm. yourself and it doesn't mean that you can't do it mm. yeah just, like uh, you've, you've, everyone's heard of stories where people have been told you're never going to be able to yeah. walk again like maybe yeah, yeah. door for example and yeah God, and just, they do crazy things and yeah. they come back mm. from it, so. it like and that comes around with your mentality like mm. if you have a mentality of yeah like i can't do it you're not going to do it you know mm. what i mean like, well uh, i think the famous quote is whether you think you can or you can't you're right yeah so the biggest thing is whether you think you can do yeah, it no, then you you're gonna do everything to actually get that outcome yeah so i think that's yeah obviously mentality is super important yeah mm. um, and how do you think like through all that process do you think you're more resilient now because you've been through all of this yeah 100 percent um like like all right i could go through anything now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like i don't think anything like anything will come close to what like, mm. that what you've processed was yeah like yeah. that so like, like, a, like the little things in life oh, we don't worry you anymore like, like what no. they probably did before maybe yeah like is that fair to say yeah 100 percent. like and i've said this to a lot of people like i feel like i'm just gonna have a happier life from now like which is because why I do you think appreciate that? i just appreciate little things yeah, yeah like grateful yeah like just, just grateful to be here yeah just things. like small little things like like the other week when you know like you and bailey came over for dinner like that sort of thing you know something little like that i sort of appreciate more yeah whereas like before i would be like oh <laughs> like i wouldn't really think anything of it mm-hmm. um so i feel like yeah like i'll probably have a happier life because like i just look at life differently yeah like, do you look at it as now like you maybe like you could have lost your life so mm. let's try and live it to the fullest yeah and, and have as much fun with friends yeah, and do as much as i can yeah actually a question mm. do you think your values change much from before and after uh yeah sort of um a little bit with um spending time with you know family and friends mm. um even like i know you you guys probably know me like during the week like with work i don't want to do anything Mm. (laughs) i just want to go home Mm. whereas now like i'm looking to do something after work yeah so say if like a friend like talks to you now and they want to do something you'll come to it yeah like i'll do it whereas before maybe you'd be like nah yeah like i'd be like i'm too tired and that sort of thing like i i want to just make the most of things Mm. like anything so take on all the opportunities that you yeah. can that come to you really and like just yeah and sort of like i look at things differently like some things just don't bother any like bother me anymore like, yeah just doesn't like in the long scheme of things like just doesn't matter yeah. mm. <laughs> that's an awesome mindset to like have because yeah. you know there's people that just worry about little things that yeah, are just like, irrelevant them. like mm. get on with like your life like, yeah like it's tough to say because like a lot of people are going through things Different you don't things. know yeah. mm. like you don't know what they're actually going through yeah um so you can't like it's hard to say like you mm. can't say like you don't know their full story yeah but like in in the you know grand scheme of things like a lot of people aren't going through life or death mm. situations mm. um whereas like 
a lot of people that I met in Peter Mac, like they're on like you know, their last legs. Yeah. And people just like you know some people are worrying about something that just won't matter in like two weeks. Yeah, you think people probably take life for granted too much. Yeah. Um, and like obviously you've seen the extreme like being in hospitals mm. like nurses as well they'd see all that like oh, yeah. how precious life really is mm. um, if you had a tip for anyone in regards if they're going through cancer or people that are affected like I mean everyone's affected by cancer whether yeah. it's directly or friends or yeah. family yeah. if you had a tip for someone let's say going just through a little shit situation what a sort shit, of a shit period in their life yeah what sort of tip could you give them so yeah it's a bit hard <laughs> another hard question well i think um, it goes back to what you mentioned already mm. like, like the community yeah like, people yeah like i'm lucky because you know like i've got the footy club and my schoolmates like you guys from like up in the country and like i've got a like a sort of a big range of people that know me mm. yeah um which is lucky like i just had so much support like it was ridiculous like i was almost like overwhelmed of how many people were messaging me mm. um in a way though you can, you can have all the community in the world but if you're you not still, open to them you have to be open to yeah them, right? which yeah. were you yeah like i was i was happy to you know have all the conversations and like tough conversations of telling them like what's going on and that sort of thing mm. so um, you maybe like don't isolate yourself yeah. from friends family yeah. like, and the wider don't community don't try to be you know the tough person of I can do it myself that sort of thing like you need yeah. to you don't realise how much your friend, like friends and family actually help you mm. like um, and as well as like don't dwell on the little things like um and keep your mind sort of busy um that helped me a lot like um because like um love my xbox and stuff <laughs> um that helped me mentally because mm. when i'm playing I, i'm not thinking of anything else mm. and that helped me because i'm just like you're like really, out of this present world. yeah like yeah. i'm present like yeah. i'm not thinking of the future i'm not thinking yeah. of the past mm. i'm just so it was like a really good escape having yeah. something to escape with yeah when and, you're going through and you have heaps of fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you have plenty of laughs, which is really yeah, which, healthy. And, oh, mate, laughs are probably the... It's genuinely the best cure, like... Best medicine. Yeah, like... Mm. Um, and I love when, you know, like my close mates and stuff, like, come over to my house. Mm. Because you guys don't treat me differently. Mm. Like, you know, you look at me and, like, obviously I look different. I look real sick. Mm. So you don't treat me... time, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you don't treat me differently so like in my head i'm like i'm normal like yeah. nothing's going on we're just having a laugh like you guys are over um i'll tell you what harish you're mm. looking healthy now <laughs> looking good yeah, yeah got I'm, that hair coming back yeah, yeah it's coming yeah that's really good to say but yeah um, like, um yeah feeling pretty pretty good yeah um, um if people like wanted to sort of help out with this cancer like help i know cure it or yes spread awareness is there anything that you would like to mention about like maybe a charity or someone yeah so um there's a charity called tuko um t2ko yeah um on instagram um 
So, so go contacted me late last year, and his name's um, Zach. Yeah. He, um, his mate, um, a few years back, had the same cancer as me. Well, osteosarcoma. Um, went through the whole process of chemo and um, went through that, and then it came back. And unfortunately, he passed away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that took a big toll on Zach because that's his best mate. Like, mm. um, like mentally, like he was just like not doing well. Yeah. And during COVID, I think he told me um, that like yeah, during COVID, he just wanted to do something about it. So he started up this organisation, mm. uh, which is a non for profit like organisation to you know raise awareness of osteosarcoma because not many people know about it like genuinely I didn't know about it until mm. I got it like, and that's probably because it's a real rare yeah it's a rare cancer yeah. and like yeah. the um I was about to swear then <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, the you know the bad part about osteosarcoma that it's the same treatment that's been going on for 40 years okay. so there's no advancements um, on it Okay. So that's the tough part. Like, um, not many people know about it. There's not a not a lot of research. No. Um, so, Tuco is like an organisation just to spread awareness, mm-hmm. raise funds. Yeah. Um, that are directly like sent to Peter Mac and like researchers and stuff to yeah spread awareness and because yeah like I think. I think As it's I a said, beautiful thing that he's doing. Like it's yeah, a higher purpose for mate, him, and it's... he's doing like, oh, he's doing like I'm, um, yeah, he's doing really well. Like mm. just what he's doing for me, and there's another girl called Sierra, um, and obviously Tess. Um, it's unbelievable. Like he puts so much time into it. Um, he does, you know, charity runs like long distance running, and like yeah, he's. A very good bloke. Um, mm. Nah, good on him. Yeah, and yeah. We really like people that you know put themselves out there. Yeah, really and I think you guys a high would, cause, which is really good. I think you guys would um, get along with him a lot. Um, <laughs> he uh, loves we, his running. We would love to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we can organise something. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's yeah. He loves his running and fitness and stuff. So I think you guys will <laughs> enjoy <laughs> his company. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely look into it. But yeah. Now. I guess for your future, what what's do you have plans? What's what's your plans for the future? Um, I haven't really thought that Just much. Just keep enjoying life. life yeah, in the present. Like, keep enjoying life. Um, I'm yeah, like happy to be back at work. You know, as I said, doctors were like, you can't, you know, you won't be able to go back to work, and you know, I just adapted and you know, I'm right-handed, so I have to learn a few things with my left, which is. Mm. Difficult at times, but you know my boss and the people around me are patient, um, and obviously they knew what I've been through. So like that, oh yeah, support me through it, and um, you know I just surprise myself with things I can do. Like even with my right hand now, certain things I can do, and um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, power just went out. Yeah. Is it still going though? It's we should be right. We're still yeah. going. We're up. We're just, in, we're just in the dark at the moment. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's throwing me off so much. Yeah, no, that's back on. on. Uh, that's all right. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, uh, yeah, just... Um, yeah, but 
you, you obviously are planned on finishing your apprenticeship, which is really good as well. Yeah, um, happy to, yeah. Happy get to through start. that. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's probably one of my main um, parts of my future. Anyway, <laughs> I think we'll leave it at that. But yeah. Cole and I are, we, we're super like happy to have you on the podcast yeah. because you're probably one of Kyle's tightest mates and also yeah. one of mine as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we've really, uh, I think our listeners will get a lot from this conversation, and yeah. it's good to build awareness. Yeah, of um, what you've been through. So yeah, thanks, sort of Harish. Shout out um, Tuco. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's T Tuco um, on Instagram. Um, yeah, it's a great organisation. Yeah, we'll put that in our show notes for sure. Yeah, and, just and you know, probably tag him in a couple of things as well. Yeah. To try and, Spread as Spread, much as we yeah. can. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. So, Harish, thank you very much yeah, for coming thanks, on. And thanks for having me. It's yeah. brilliant for people to um, get a better insight and understand yeah. um, what people go through with cancer. Thank you so much to everyone that has listened to this episode. We truly do appreciate it. If you'd like to, you can give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Obviously, a five-star rating is only applicable. Furthermore, you can follow us on our socials, including Instagram and now TikTok at Tightmates.